it could have been more so subconscious, like, man, we gonna go out and we gonna have a great time. But when this song comes on, we finna get wild. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Lot Hooks, <laughs> aka Young One with Himself. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Keon, as well. What's popping? Not what much, up? man. Another, uh, another, uh, you know, mindful Monday, another motivating Monday. Um, okay. <laughs> I like it. I see, I see. I like the, I like the shout out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, I see what you did there. What's going on? How was your, matter, oh, wait, no, fuck your week. How was, uh, how was Saturday? How was Halloween for someone um, that did something? Well, you know, it's, see, here's the thing. With Beetlejuice? I yeah, see I was, I was Beetlejuice. Um, Antoinette was Lydia, you know, very cool costume. I, I, I sprayed my hair green. I saw. Um, yeah, it was dope. You know, I'm, I'm out, there, put, out there, yeah. out there looking like a, a stalk of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> out there, out there, out there looking like some broccolini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, all right. <laughs> So Antoinette, she had a prior engagement. Um, her sister's having a baby. So she went to her sister's baby shower. Um, so she didn't actually, and the, the baby shower was in, uh, was in Williamsburg. So she didn't actually get back to the crib to like uh, 7.30 or so. Uh-huh. And we didn't really take into account that, um, you know, she, every, like it's COVID. So everything's like, like, there were people out, but everywhere we tried to like, go and maybe get a seat get a bite to eat or something like that everything was closed at like 11 o'clock maybe 12 just depending on where you were going oh uh, so yeah, like you we, thought that you thought this was gonna be old dc nights you know what you i don't be out i don't know what like I was 2 a.m i don't i yeah. don't know what i was thinking but yeah. um so i mean there were definitely people out and about in costumes you know what i'm saying we were masked up and everything um right you know because you know it was a good amount of people out in the streets so we were definitely masked up um yeah but we really didn't get a chance to like go and sit down and do anything. So all of our drinks were to go. We went to um, Nelly's um, on U and Ninth, and okay. you know they were doing to go drinks from like their little open. They they got this window that opens that has like a bar right behind it. So that you know they were selling like Jello shots for a dollar. They were selling um, mixed drinks for like five bucks. Um, they were sell- they had these like large pouches of like mixed drinks for like fourteen dollars. Um, so, you know, we were kind of hitting them up all throughout the night and just, just yeah. getting drinks from there. Cause like, we really couldn't get into a place. So, um, but other than that, I mean, you know, we had a good time. Um, Halloween's her favorite holiday. So, you know, we enjoy it every single year, oh, Okay, but, um, it that. definitely, it definitely wasn't like past Halloween nights, but, um, you know, it was, I think we still had a good time going out. You know, it's, it's really about the dressing up. Niggas can drink anywhere, any day. Um, yeah, but, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you know, we got we got dressed up in our in our in our matching uh or our matching themed costumes, I should say, and uh, yeah. you know, we went out there and we we made the best of it, and you know, we both still had a good time, and uh, I hit that uh I hit that Danny's up on Branch Avenue right <laughs> afterwards, and uh, <laughs> we yes. got a couple uh, a couple steak and cheeses, and we went to the crib and um, watched some Rick and Morty and went to bed. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't do anything remotely close to that. I just sat in the house and, and read a little bit, and then I went to sleep. I, there was no festivities going on in my life whatsoever. But you're right. I do think that it's important just because it is about the dressing up. It is about the sense of community. Is It is about the sense of tradition. It's just people having an excuse to get up and do something right. aside from continue to ruminate on all the interminable dross that they've been reading in the papers or Twitter or whatever their news cycle is or news feed. You know what I mean? Because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's getting crazier every day, every week, to be honest with you. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what sort of circles you're in or what conversations you're having, but yeah, no, it, it, there's something. I mean, what sort of conversations are you having? Like, what exactly uh, are well, you referring to when you say it's getting crazier every day? I don't know that I'm not really having a lot of conversations. I'm just more so, you know, reading a lot of uh, articles and I'm trying not to read only the ones that I agree with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'll pop over and I'll read a Fox News article because, you know, they're kind of they're on the Republican thing. Um and I'll go and I'll read a CNN article. You know, they seem to be a little less conservative. Um, mm. And it's it's two different fucking worlds, man. It is really two different worlds. <laughs> um, but as yeah, far that, as that it, lets me know there's a whole lot of bullshit flying around. Yeah, Do you ever try to yeah. find maybe like um like independent journalists and things like that? Uh, not necessarily. I guess okay, I've been more okay. so sticking to a lot of the you know the yeah, whatever's the, the mainstream. Yeah, some of the a lot of the mainstream programs. Okay. Um, but just like. You know, just reading the other day, like Republicans in Texas were trying to throw out one hundred and twenty seven thousand uh, drive through uh, ballots, even though the ballots were perfectly legal. It's just like, why are you trying to trash people's votes? Like, you know, we sit out here and, and you know, the, they talk about it being a civil duty, but you guys are trying to get rid of votes and shit like it's just everything's so sketchy, man. But that, I just, was, but, but that was my whole point on the last podcast when I'm talking about the the civil duty and right. the idea of the civil duty and how right. people feel like it is our civil duty as people that live in a democracy to make sure that you go out and vote. That's the way your voice is heard. And and I and I don't detest that. The only thing that I say is the only thing I what I was saying is is not I think that that idea is supplementary to uh-huh. the the bigger point, which is figure things out on an individual level. Uh-huh. Since you are a part of the community, do your part as an individual. And that doesn't mean go out into the community and, and try to be a coach or start up a nonprofit organization or do there and feed the homeless and this and that. Not necessarily those things. If you can do those things, yeah, that's cool too. But I'm just talking about doing better for yourself since you are the community. And if more people did that, then the community in itself would be changing. And we would see those changes in a more rapid fashion. That's that was sort of my point. But that yeah, that's wild. Just th- throwing out votes on on the basis of what exactly? Did you? Um, did you go, was well, like a, yeah, a, I kind of I kind of skimmed through it. But uh, from from what I took from it, um, people were doing drive through votes. They were basically taking their ballots um, and just dropping them off at a designated center to you know to be you know for their ballot to be casted. And right. it was just this uh, I want to say that the the county that it was in is like a predominantly um, it's predominantly like minorities. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
and it's so when you when you look at something like that, it just seems so sketch. You go to this county in mm. Texas that's full of minorities, you know mm. what I'm saying? And you're trying to cast out their votes. Hundred, like a hundred over a hundred thousand votes that right. are legal though. Like legal votes. Like what like so I just don't I don't necessarily know. I don't know, know what, exactly what the conversation is in Texas. Um, when you, you know, I don't know, but the thing is, that's interesting to me is that you just people, there's so much assuming taking place Mm -hmm. as far as where someone stands based on the color of their skin Uh when things don't necessarily break down that way. You're right. So, so these people that are casting or throwing out these casted ballots, or casting out these casted ballots, which is interesting, is that you could very well be throwing out ballots that are in your quote unquote favor. Right. You're absolutely you know right. I mean? Like you, you, so, you don't know, but I guess they're they're trying to play the the statistics games, the probability yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Because yeah. they are, they are most certainly throwing out some of their votes, but the way they see it, they probably assume a lot of those votes are going the other way. Hmm. So I mean, wow. it's, it, it, yeah. this is this is we're truly, truly in a in a very interesting time. And every Who time I say that, I always I and, but every time I say that, I always have to come back and think times are always and have always been interesting. It's just we happen to be alive <laughs> and experiencing this version. That's true, and we're also you know I mean? we're also um, of age as well. Because I'm certain yeah. this is. Stuff like this has happened in my my thirty years of living, but yeah. the twelve year old Keon could give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, not, you're not, you're not, yeah. Your twelve year old version isn't necessarily so, uh, so thoughtful when it comes to the polarization of people and why that may be. Right. But um, yeah, I was having conversation. I'm having conversations with people at work saying that their parents are disowning them. Because what? they're voting, because yeah, because they've what? because they've pledged allegiance to one, you know, to, to one side hell? or the other. Yeah, families are breaking up out here. Families, friends, like people are truly breaking up. Yo, out here based I, upon um, their political views and who I they're put, backing. I put a video in uh in one of the chats um a few days ago, and so what happens in the video? This girl is sitting in like a living area with her parents. And she tells her parents that she's going out on a date uh, like next weekend or something like that. Oh. And so she says, you know, yeah, you know, um, you know, he ha- he does have, uh, you know, he's got, um, dang, what'd she say? She's like, um, he's got like a, like some history. He has some history where like, <laughs> like some sexual assault charges, but they're not. Oh. No, listen, listen. So there, but it's like, it's allegedly, because I guess nothing has actually transpired through courts or anything. Just, oh, uh, yet. okay. He so was she's never like, tr- tr- convicted. He yes. was alleged to have, okay. Yes. And she was like, yeah. And I also like went through some of his tweets recently and like, there's some, there's some racist stuff in there. And so her parents the whole time are like, oh, like, what are you thinking? Like, what, like, why would you, like, what, like, are you serious? Like, why would you date someone like that? And she's like. But it's okay for someone like that to run the country. And so they're like, oh my God, like this, it's not the same thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like, that's so hypocritical. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Um, like, y'all, y'all, you know you look dumb as shit right now. You know you do. 
Like, yeah, th- yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of interesting points here. I mean, and it's not to say that either of these people are correct in in the way that they're going about their circumstances. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't date someone <laughs> that was just saying mad inflammatory shit towards any nationality, ethnicity, race, creed, belief, religion, whatever. Just on online for I don't know what seems to be just for the for the sake of racism for the sake of bigotry uh-huh. like I mean I don't know what it is they think that person's doing it for or what that this particular girl's stance would be what her justification for her boyfriend or her date would be in this situation um, but I do know that. It's counterproductive to use a counter such as, but you have a relationship with this person in the same way. Ah, uh, I feel you. D- yeah, like that. Like I, like I, I, I. Okay, cool. But does that mean now that I go and do wrong because I see other people do wrong? Like, what is like? What sort of world do we want to live in? <laughs> well, I guess like, maybe is- she was she was expecting them to take it a little more personally because she, she's their daughter or something. So I don't uh, uh, yeah, I mean, again, if if I was the father, I'd have been like, okay, you know what? True, but so what are you gonna do about your situation now? Like, <laughs> well, I don't even. Well, I don't think there was a situation at all. She was just trying to catch them up in a lie. Oh, so there wasn't actually no, no there was no, any... no, no. She oh, was just oh, trying, okay, 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 to put okay. Those characteristics out there, understood, and, understood. And to see to see what they would think about that. Okay, understood. And then, so they, okay, okay, and then, okay. And then throw that card out like it oh, was but a trap. Yes, yes, it, it was. was entrapment. Yes, it was understood. Oh, yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I've I've said this a million times. People don't want to take in and and we've talked about this before. It's hard to look at yourself and say, okay, this, this, and this is wrong with me. Because people don't like to look at themselves as the problem to any situation ever. <laughs> they they don't like to do it. And it, it's very, very hard for people to cope with the fact that they are a broken person. And how that brokenness perpetuates itself and brings harm and malevolence to the people around them and furthermore to themselves later on in life. So... People don't really want to have conversations as to how they're wrong or what they could be lacking or what duty they're not living up to. People don't really want to have that conversation. I was uh, someone the other day said to me, oh, you know, I don't think too many people are out this weekend because because they're probably sitting at home really, really thinking about who they want to vote for. And I was like, yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> most amount of the most amount of people that we have here, the, the popular mass, not sitting at their homes, really looking back and forth at the dialogues taking place between the, the, the candidates, um, you know, going to the policies and really going through them and picking apart every bit of them and trying to understand and have real in-depth conversations with their loved ones so that they can come to a better understanding of what these policies mean for us now and what they mean for us in the future. That's that like, I don't know what world you think we're living in. (laughs) That's not what people are at home doing for the most part. That's not what people are doing. Yeah. 
people have put on their jersey quite a long time ago. Definitely. And and you, you just like you very rarely see a res or not Redskins Washington. Whoa, wa- <laughs> Washington! It takes time. It Washington <laughs> football team fans go to Cowboys or Cowboys vice versa. You're just not going to see people go from red to blue and blue to red. Just like it, it just doesn't. It, it is it is a tribalism. Uh-huh. So you that's it's not really what happens. People are going to fight with people that they feel like, you know coincide and align with the things that I don't know I guess they believe in at heart or people that look like them or people that have grown up under the same conditions that they have so they could understand things it's just it's 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 all it's all very weird but it's it for the most part it's not I wouldn't say that it's very sound logic that a lot of people are using when it comes to weighing pros and cons in most situations in life. I'm not even going to take it to politics, to be honest with you. Just most things in life. I just think it's a lot of, it's a lot of tribalism. It's a lot of group think because it takes a lot to sit down and just try to think about stuff. It takes brain power. It takes time. It takes the desire. It just, yeah, it takes a lot of things. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of weird shit going on. I heard that, (laughs) I heard that a lot of big distribution centers like Walmart and things like that are stopping the sale of guns and bullets. Yeah. Because don't nobody know what the fuck is going to happen when no matter who, no matter who wins, what happens? Yeah. It's just unsure. There's a lot of uncertainty as to how people are going to take it and what's going to happen. People boarding up their stores and stuff like houses. Uh, Did you hear about that? uh, That Trump, uh, that Trump train trying to run that uh, Biden uh, Harris bus off the road a couple days ago? (laughs) <laughs> explain explain to me what what you're talking about <laughs> what do so you what do you say what are you this, saying to me right this now was, this was also in texas okay um texas hey, is just some gunslingers like they still like in the, in they, the wild west they about that life <laughs> but um so there was um i guess you know biden um and harris uh joe and kamala were uh campaigning in texas and so they had like a tour bus and, you know, it had a big ass Biden Harris logo. So, you know, it was either them or someone affiliated with them. Like 10, 15 pickup trucks and cars and shit with Trump flags, you know, hanging off the backs and the tops are basically following this joint, you know, Damn. running in the cars that, are you know, are, are you know, like on the road with the tour bus. They're in front of the tour bus, hitting the brakes and shit, trying to stop the tour bus on the road and shit. And I'm just like, these niggas are crazy. Like, like look, these people are out and they like, they're really about this violent shit. Like they are <laughs> like, like this is crazy. It's crazy. Like, why are you, what are you doing? And when one of them comes off with the bus and has something to say to you, it's going to be a problem. Like, what are you doing? Like why are you why are you taking it there though? Like just you know, if you're gonna vote for Trump, do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That is what it is. But like, why are you trying to put people in danger? Like, what's up? Wow. Oh. oh boy. Yeah, like this is what I'm talking about when I say shit's getting crazier and crazier every day. Uh. Now, now, now don't get me wrong. It may be because, you know, I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, like I said, I do I do try to read articles and whatnot from both sides. 
I try mm-hmm. to see things from both sides, but I gotta tell you, I don't see no, I don't see no, you know, no Biden Harris uh, contributors and supporters doing no crazy shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm what not seeing. You, what, I'm not what, seeing. What would, that. You, what would you hypothesize happens on the left if the right wins the election? You think everyone um, just stays just stays in the house and? No, hell no. They're gonna be out. I mean, they they outright oh. they've been out. You know what I'm saying? I think they're gonna be out. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, they I don't know. They'll they'll probably be more looting and shit like that. But I don't think they're gonna be, you know, running up on Trump supporters and and you know punching niggas in the jaw like just because the, Trump wins. This I I don't. It's the, the thing is, it's never quite as simple as just because somebody wins. What I think yeah. is gonna is there's gonna be antag there's gonna be antagonization. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely and, there's definitely gonna yeah, be yeah. And once and once there's antagonization, there's there's gonna be you know, reciprocated feelings. <laughs> yeah, but see, in this whole situation with the tour bus, there was no antagonization, at least not from the Biden-Harris yeah. side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just don't know that side to be doing anything like that. You know, mm. not like purposely, oh, you, oh, you're a Trump supporter? Bop, bop. You know what I'm saying? Like, not mm. like that. Oh, but it's, have it's, you, oh, have you, have you heard of Antifa? Yes, I have. Um, okay. What do you, do you have anything to say about the things that you've heard them do or the the sort of roadblocks that they've had and, you know, just calling people bigots and racists and all right and throwing shit at them? And I mean, have you seen um, any of these videos? I've seen some of those videos. Um, I guess you could. So I, I guess. What, what, the point I'm trying to get across is like, let's let's not ne- neglect the fact that there is that there can be an extreme anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah i feel you i'm like, not like saying people, that it's impossible yeah i'm just i guess i'm more so just talking about what i've witnessed okay what i've witnessed i'm not saying it's not a, i'm not saying it won't happen you know it, mm. some niggas might get a little gutter you know might step out there and <laughs> <laughs> step out there and and, and and be an antagonist um it's very possible and you know what you know if trump wins that might be the straw that broke the camel's back you know we'll we'll mm. see We'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's it, just the polarization, or at least the, the, I mean, the the seeming polarization. It's 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 absolutely insane. And you're right. It just look. It looks violent. Yeah. Looks. It looks dastardly. <laughs> we, don't, we don't. We just, yeah. We just don't know exactly how far this is going to go. What people have going on in their minds. But what I will say about it is when you have I, when you and I have had conversations about me being perturbed or set off track because of what people think. And you're just like, I don't understand why you can't just like, let that, like, let that shit roll off your shoulders. Like, it don't really fucking matter. Like, I I don't care. This is, this is what I'd be talking about. Because for me, when, when I hear people say, Oh, I don't, Oh, I don't give a fuck what people think. Oh, I don't care. I guess that's, that's a cool thing to say, right? Like, Oh, I don't give a fuck what people think. Like I'm me. I don't give a fuck. Fuck these niggas. Like that's, that's a cool it's a, thing. It's like, the same for them niggas to be like, oh, hey, I don't need nobody. I don't got no friends. Fuck, yeah, yeah, fuck nigga. Like, what is again, a friend, nigga? All I got is family, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's that's just, that's it's a very lazy statement. And for me, as I've gotten older and older, I just, I've become to very, well, atte- detest lazy statements because it doesn't really pinpoint what it is you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people say, oh, I don't care what people think. What you're trying to say really is if I walk out of the house with these shoes, with this outfit on and somebody says, Ew, what are you doing with that outfit? 
that you don't really care. Like you can still continue on that day with the outfit. Right. That's really what you mean. But when you, but when, and you have completely, you know, contested me with, you know, why, why do you let it get to you? Because my mind, and I have to understand that people, again, don't think about this on this level when they say these small things to them that are innocuous, but to me are, are quite poisonous. So when you say things like, oh, I don't care what people think, or why does it matter what people think? This is why. Because we're usually, usually when you say that to me or someone says that to me, it's very benign. It's a very, very meager instance where something happens. But I'm not worried about the the particular instance, I'm always worried about the algebraic equation. I'm always worried about the processing that took place to get you to that point. Uh-huh. Wrong is not wrong. I know people say that wrong is wrong. No, it's not. <laughs> just because I have people just say like two things twice and it's supposed to make it like really serious. Wrong is wrong. Like No, that's, that's no, that's, that's not, that's not true. If I ask somebody to tell me what the answer to five times five is, if I ask two people, student A says 20 and student B says 4,880, one of those people is is much more wrong than the other. <laughs> yeah. So there, you you could assume that Student A only has a little bit of work that they need to do. There are only a couple things that you need to tweak for that person to now get the answer correct. Student B has a lot of work to do. They're doing something else and you need to figure out what it is because it's it's probably wrong on an extremely fundamental level. Uh-huh. So I take small thing instances like that and I extrapolate to the bigger instances in life where things are really going to matter and things are really going to be of consequence to other people in life. So when you ask me, why do you let it get to you? Well, because you have people out here trying to run people off the road. And if you had caught them in a time before where they were just having a conversation at a dinner that didn't seem like such a big deal, then maybe you could have started trying to correct for some of the ways that they think about things mm-hmm. and the way that they interact with the life around them. That's why I care about what people think, because the the way people think and the experience that they're having and therefore the experience that we're all sort of having are directly correlated there's no way to to separate those two things what you th- what you're thinking right now the way your brain is processing the data that it's being given through all your senses right now is in direct correlation to the way that you're experiencing life, the way that you feel about life and the way that you feel about yourself and people around you <laughs> like that, that is directly correlated. So I would like to know what the people around me are thinking, mm-hmm. because that's going to help me stay alive. <laughs> it's going to help me keep the people around me safe. Like it, it matters what people think around you. You don't want to go in and raise your child in a, in a neighborhood that is 70% sex offenders. No, you, you, you would probably like to know what the people around you are thinking. Therefore you do care what people think. Right. Well, you know just, what I mean? It's, it's really, it's, yeah, it's just that simple. It's just like, to what degree do you care about right. what people think? And it, in what ways do you care about what people think? That's, that's really, just, but again, people never pinpoint that. Just to be clear, 
I'm not one of I'm I'm not one of these people that don't care what people think. Just like you just stated, um, caring about what people think has saved me a lot of time, um, mm-hmm. a lot of money, and has definitely kept me out of trouble. Um, yeah, but yeah. when when I was asking you about you know why do you let it get to you, I was definitely more so speaking on the specific situation that we were in at that time. I was kind of wondering, you know, well, why is it, why is he letting it get to him so much that it seems like he's no longer having a good time? Yeah. Because my mind just works too overtime. That's why. Because for any, for any reason, if these people, one, we have a very, very successful person at the table with us. If we, if we continue to see these people at this table flourish in life, Mm -hmm. then who's to say that they're not going to go and make the same decisions and hurt a lot of people so that they can gain. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's that it's it's just that simple. We yeah. could very well see some of these people sitting around at dinner, go and you know become something big, make a lot of money, have a big platform, have a lot of followers, and and do the least bit for those people, and maybe not even the least bit, but even harm those people in some way, shape, form, fashion through diet and nutrition or just poisonous toxic ways of thinking in order to gain more and that could have been stopped if maybe there was conversation had in a different fashion mm-hmm. at the dinner table that night right that's 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 why yeah. i just i just i never yeah it's just very hard for me to see things um, as they are in this one moment, that moment, it it scales mm-hmm. that moment scale thoughts in any moment scale. So I, I just I just yeah, that's that's all like things don't just happen in a vacuum like that. So so that's <laughs> well, why that's I why totally, I think about it like that. I totally get what you're saying as far as the algebraic equation equation. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the world to be a better place. <laughs> If that hasn't become apparent yet by by episode thirty four, like I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to do whatever I can for this world to be a better place because I, I, I I'm in too many conversations in which it feels like people have casted aside their responsibility mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. I, that was the whole point with voting. Yet again, I, people are going to think that I really don't care for voting, but it, it's it's just that. You, I just don't want people to feel sound in this very unsound piece of logic. That is, if I vote, I did my part. I'm <laughs> done now. I'm I'm done. I did my civil duty. I don't have all I have to do now is just not kill people. <laughs> as long as I just not don't kill, kill people. people and 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 I voted, I'm good. It's like no, there's there's a a bit more responsibility you could put on your shoulders as as opposed, I mean, in regards to doing your part in in the larger community. That's that's really all I'm getting at. But it but it takes again this extremely excruciating and painstaking intros, introspection that I that I be talking about a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's all. All right, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Have you have you read up on um North? What is it the is it North Dakota? The the Dakotas are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's popping off over there? Um, I think Doug Bur Doug Burgum. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I'm pretty certain that's a. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would you get a laugh out of that name alone. Doug Burgum. <laughs> Doug 
Look at Doug Burgum. Yeah, that's North Dakota. He is the governor. I bet he is. So he, <laughs> so he hasn't, you know, he hasn't denounced the usage of wearing masks. He says that you should. You know, they suggest that you wear masks, mm-hmm. but it isn't state. It isn't state mandated. Uh-huh. And you know, a lot. You know, clearly, a lot of people, definitely conservatives, don't don't want it to be state mandated. They don't want it to be that not. sort of thing. Because yeah, because it's you know. You don't want we've talked about this before, the infringing upon certain rights. Like I shouldn't have to do it if I don't want to. It should be my right whether I want to do it or not. But in saying that, North Dakota, I believe they say has had the largest toll in COVID like the COVID toll per capita in the world. Wow. Yeah. Now I mean clearly it's smaller than a lot of places, but we're talking about per capita. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's it's just yeah it's uh it's just a lot like they're getting a lot a lot like a lot of cases yeah <laughs> like it's blowing up and people and there's some people dying out there I bet um yeah so it's, it's like forty six forty nine percent of people wearing them like you just for the most part you walk around and you just don't really see people wearing masks like in restaurants and in, in places really and that's just interesting because it's just like I don't have to like I'm I'm an American I have my fucking rights I don't have to do this here. So we suck my dick, like <laughs> yeah, period. So I yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I find it very very interesting. You you would you would think you would think that the cases going up would would stop people from having that, but I think it's only fueling the rebellion because it's still. But but that's but that's what's so interesting is that things that are not political really are be are being so politicized. They are. They are. It's so so interesting. Like I've these never, days. I've never like, seen. There's no. Go ahead. I've never seen so many people brush up on the Constitution in my life. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You did talk about that. Like yeah. it's just amazing. Everybody knows all the amendments and shit now. Niggas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas know state laws. They know county laws. <laughs> like it's just amazing. Everybody <laughs> don't pass the bar exam. You like. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. You you can very rarely even have. A lot of conversations with people without it, you know, turning into some political, you know, without people looking at it through a political scope, which is very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I get, I, I get yeah. folks that come to my job all the time and just start bringing up politics out of fucking nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, yeah. why do you think I want to talk about this with you? Like, like I didn't come. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really yeah. want to, like, have this conversation with you. Like, I'm at fucking work. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I and I understand for a lot of people, it's very interesting. It's, it's swallowing up everybody's being right now. It's like the only thing that people can really, the only thing that people can really focus on right now, these three topics of, you know, social injustices, COVID and politics, which is really all under the umbrella of politics, yeah. which is, you know what I mean? For, for the people that are having these conversations a lot of the time, which is interesting. But, um, you know, for me, I'm just a whole lot more interested in the individual, I suppose, and psychological changes that need to occur in order for things to change. But that's just, again, my point of view. It's, it's very, very interesting looking at it from the outside in. But uh, what, what, what you got, man? We don't we don't need to do this. We've already yeah. burned 35 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I've got a couple of stories that I want to talk with you about today. Okay. Now I'm going to give you the option to which one I'm going to do first. 
Understood. Do you want the one that is very relatable to me and something that I find pretty funny? Or do you want me to talk about the one that is going to be relatable to a previous pod that we talked about and will also, you know, ask the question of why do these niggas exist? (laughs) Uh, We're going to go with that one first. That one first? Yeah. Okay. So. Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Police arrested a police arrested a suspect. They said goaded a homeless man into doing a backflip that led to a fatal injury. So this is what happened. Okay, Keon- please. Keontae Jones walking down the street, you know, doing whatever he needs to do. Larry Connor, a 55-year-old homeless man, approached him asking for money. Okay. Jones told him he'd pay him $6 to perform a backflip. Uh, okay. Larry Connor tried not once, not twice, but three times to do this backflip. And on the oh, last I... time, he suffered a severe spinal injury. <sighs> Oh my God! Landed on his neck and was left there to die. No! While bystanders watched and laughed. No. Jones. No. Keontae Jones, the one that asked him to do it, was live streaming the entire incident on Facebook. No! 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 Medical personnel were called, and the victim was transported to a hospital with a serious spinal injury. He died 10 days later. So, Earl, we had a conversation um, two or three pods ago about, we talked a lot about our interactions with homeless people. We also talked a lot about being compassionate in all ways. Yes. Yes. And, And when I read this, that's all I could think about. I'm just sitting here, and I'm thinking like, well, damn, you couldn't have just gave the nigga the six dollars and just went on about your life. You okay, had, yeah, you had to ask him to do a fucking backflip for six dollars. Like, bro, just give the nigga the six dollars or don't. Yeah, like that's so, that that performative aspect that you're asking it's for. So, is so it's yeah. so dramatic and it's petty. Like, it's so dramatic yeah. and stupid. And now you're in jail. Like that's just the dumbest L. Wait a you minute! Could take. Wait a minute! Wait! 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 wait. <laughs> oh, he's in jail though. Yeah, I told. I said he got arrested. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So he he was arrested, taken to jail, and what is and what is his charge? Um, uh, let me see if it says that in here. Um, because I want to know. Yeah, like what he was detained for, what he's being held for. Connor's family made so Connor, the homeless person, his family made the member fam, his family members made police aware of the video and they immediately began investigating. Jones was arrested for felony willful disregard of a person's safety. Damn that Wow. Disregard. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I think it makes sense. Felony? Felony, willful disregard of a person's safety. I yeah, I gotta see this video. I need to know exactly because so was it like 
Did you see? Did you watch I, this video? I, I watched it. It's not tight at all. So he is he on the ground screaming in agony after no, he suffers he's not. A he's sitting there quiet as shit because his neck is broken. He ain't making a damn sound. He's sitting there dying, and people are laughing at him, talking about it, oh, so, talking about uh, oh man, that shit slept him. That nigga sleep like <sighs> shit like that. You know, as, as if someone just punched him in the face and he was knocked out. Oh, my Like, y'all watch this man land on his neck and then just left him there. And I just, what? I just, it just blows me away because now you're sitting in jail where you could have just done the nice thing and gave him the six bucks. Oh, my Or God. Or you didn't have to give him the six bucks. You could have just said, nah, man, I ain't got it and just went on about your life. But you decided and not to, one, yeah, and not asked him to perform some circus act for your six dollars. Exactly, and then he for so, your amusement. So now oh this man dies, and it's your fault. Didn't have to be that way, at all. Oh my god! Now, what started as just someone coming and asking you for six dollars, and what you could have just continued on your way. You could have given the six dollars and continued on your way, and him his. He is now deceased, and you are in jail. Wow, that's 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 the hugest L. That's such a huge L to hold. Could you could you imagine the thoughts of just shame and reproachment towards himself that he's having sitting in the jail? Just just thinking right now. I just thinking what what he should have done. Yeah. What what would have been the easiest thing to do? You didn't even have to say. You could have just ignored him. You didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like that's. yeah, like you you didn't have to be a moral hero and try to take this man into your home, you know what I mean, let alone just give him the six dollars. Like you didn't you didn't have to go. No one's saying that you had to go that far. You could have just continued to walk if you wanted to. Yep. You could have not looked his way, you could have just kept walking. Yep. And that would have been a, a, a completely different conversation in itself if we decided to have that conversation about dissonance in human beings and the callousness towards homeless people and the zero compassion that we have towards other human being other human beings in a general sense let alone homeless people that's a completely different situation but for you to now ask this person like i said to perform this circus soleil act for you for your personal enjoyment uh-huh. and for you to now gain this whatever bit of clout it is you think you're going to get by live streaming it it's just it's just so it's so unnecessary. And I think that when you bring this up to me, I just think about what it is we're incentivized to do in this day and age in our country specifically. Mm-hmm. This person was incentivized to, he saw that immediately the option that popped into his mind that he was available to and that he thought was the brightest option mm-hmm. was to not only ask this person to perform for him, but to catch it on live stream so that other people could also take enjoyment in his, you know, sadistic ways. Yep. And I'm just, that is, it just that is absolutely insane that that's what we're incentivized to do. Like that is that is what comes up in our mind first and foremost. Oh, well, you know, he's asking for six dollars. Like he's you know what? Or he's asking for money. If I offer him six dollars or definitely even more than that, I can get him to do something that would be worthy enough to share on social media that would get people to watch me, watch my profile 
watch for have to, to get people to get traffic to come through my page uh-huh. so that I can get views and likes because mm-hmm. that's what it's all for at the end of the day yeah. is views and likes. So I'm going to degrade this human being standing yep. in front of me so that I can fulfill that feat. That is that like when you think about it, that's just it, it's pathological. <laughs> there is something wrong in the fabric in which we're we're operating. Yep. This matrix we're stuck in for a lot of people is just it's very buggy. It's faulty. And I'm glad that you said those uh, you said some things that are going to kind of transition into something else that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I was watching a video the other day. Um, so this girl pulls up to a Starbucks window and the gentleman sitting at the Starbucks window hands her, you know, whatever the fuck she ordered. It was some kind of banana oh. bread or something like that. Okay. And, and she and he says, here's your banana bread not warmed up because I'm assuming that's what she asked for. Uh-huh. And so. <laughs> She then says, oh, well, can you warm it up for me? And he's like, you know, he gets a little pissed off. He's like, see, now you're wasting my time, blah, 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 blah. Whoa. This isn't what that story is about. What the story is about is the fact that she pulled up to the window, phone in hand, filming this person. Because I was, I'm assuming she was, she was, one, either this was all staged or, Mm. or she was expecting to get this kind of reaction because she asks for something and then turn around and asks for something completely different, which made this person have to take that stuff back um, and warm it up and hold up the line and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What pissed me off. No, I'm sorry. Not pissed me off. What, what stood out the most to me was the fact that she was camera ready. Right. And like I said, this could have been staged, but I know a lot of these situations aren't. Because you want that natural reaction. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I just got to thinking, like, how how times have changed so much. Like, people just have the audacity to walk up to you and pull their phones out and just start filming you for their own, you know, clout, for their own laughs, to 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 put you on the internet and try to make you go viral without your consent. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's like they're willing to sacrifice people. People are so willing to sacrifice their dignity, their pride. Um, and, and most importantly, their privacy for the fucking gram or for TikTok. But what's, what's crazy. What's even more crazy are, are that people are willing to sacrifice your dignity, your pride in your privacy for the same thing it's even when you don't consent to that like think about all the videos you've ever seen where people are just looking super dumb super stupid um because they were simply caught on camera by someone and like you said people's instincts now the first thing they're thinking of is oh i gotta pull my phone out. i gotta get this you know what i'm saying right. i just it's it's really gotten to a point these days where <coughs> excuse me it's really gotten to a point these days where i'm just like Damn, people really have the audacity to just run up to you and just film you. Just film you. They don't give a shit. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't care what what people are going to think about this. They don't care what you're going to think about this. Um, One, I've told you, you're talking about, you know, sacrificing dignity and pride and all that. I don't, 
I, I don't think that these terms are even being brought to question in their consciousness. Of course not. Of I, course I, not. I do not. One, I don't think that they necessarily know what these things are. And if they do, I don't think that they're ever coming into question. I don't think that they're ever there's ever a red flag that pops up or a light bulb that sparks that says, hey, this this isn't quite right. Right. This isn't quite right at all. I just think that they have downloaded a certain type of options in their mind. And that has been through, you know, the ill will of social media and the people that run it and exactly what it is they're trying to get out of people and what they're trying to make them, which is just mindless consumers. Yeah. And and the laziness of the individuals that succumb to this, you know, this sort of fuck it fuckery. Well, and people are so concerned about just becoming an overnight celebrity, just having this overnight hype. That, yeah. You know, they don't care about, you know, those words that we just spoke of. They don't care about that. Like, as long as I get these views. But it, but it, but to but to just aspire to get the views and the likes that says something deeply psychology like um psychologically about the individual definitely is the point that I'm getting at like what is it that we're striving for because these people that are doing this that are ready and willing to ridicule any human being that's caught in a vulnerable state yeah. <laughs> so that they can so that they can talk shit about them and gain a few more followers or whatever the fuck it is, there's cl- there's a clear, uncanny detachment from the person taking the video and the person being video and ridiculed. Uh-huh. There's clearly a detachment there. You yeah. clearly don't see that person as your neighbor, if I should say. Okay. As your brother, your sister, you know, someone of of your congregation you don't see that person on your team that's just some avatar that lives within your world right you you don't people don't see they have no foresight they're not looking at the extremities or the the extreme possibilities of their actions in any given moment everybody everything's the, content Everything. Yeah, it's just it's just oh I got some premium content right now. Oh, I got this person that just did a backflip and snapped their neck. That's premium content. People gonna wanna see this. Yep. Like there's there's again, there's just no connection to the next human being. And that goes back to the polarization and the, the Trump trucks trying to drive off the, the Biden, you know, the Biden trunk uh trucks or like I said, the Antifa people in the middle of the streets throwing stuff at people, calling people bigots and alt-right and this and that. And you need to denounce the rebel flag, even though it's just like, I'm just driving down the street. What you talking about? Denounce the rebel flag. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm just trying to get to work. What are you talking about? It's, it's, it's a detachment. It's a dissonance that's happening in people's minds. And I think that, you know, 2020 was definitely the year for whomever may benefit from that being the case. A lot of people the status showed, quo right now. A lot of folks whoever may benefit. Colors. Yeah, like that this this was this was the the year for that to take place and for uh, it to be precipitated through the polarization locationally, spatially. The fact that people just had to sit in their own little boxes uh, and just and just be alone for three, four, five, however many months people were just in their house. 
and not see other people, not feel that connection, that only further exacerbated the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like for for a lot of people, then, then then there's certain people that were able to come together and have introspection and find a part of themselves that needed tending to for many, many years. And they just never got around to it because they were just busy, busy, busy all the time. And they never had time to sit and think about things that needed to be thought of. Mm-hmm. So but, you know, again, but I always, you know, that I always I feel as though that was the the smaller demographic. That's that's a that's a rarity. Those those. I don't think that was the I mean, with the suicide rates, I don't I just in the depression rates and all this sort of stuff that I've been hearing about. I don't feel like the former that I had just spoken about is is on the larger end of the scale there. But it it is definitely scary that people feel so. So disembodied from the larger body of people. It's just it's just it's it's scary because you just never know what that what that means for people. Yeah. What people what what people are willing to do um when it comes to their team, their tribe versus the next over. It's uh-huh. it's just yeah, like I could never imagine just going up and just filming someone, just putting a camera in somebody's face so I can catch them in a moment of anger or uh-huh. anguish or sadness so that I can post it online. And then and it's it's so wild because in this day and age when we've been able to use technology to make our own brands, right? Yeah. For you to want to be posting this thing, the, the very first thing I'm thinking is not the content itself, but the person, I, because again, it, it's about, you talk about separating the brand from the, from the, the content or the musician from the music or whatever. But for me, I'm thinking about what the person behind this video was thinking. Like I can't I'm I can't support you because you're the person that made this video. Like behind this video, it's not just the video. There is a person holding a phone that is taking the video. Mm-hmm. And I just have to wonder what the mind of this person is like that's taking this video. I, I have to think about that. Because I, I have to I would have to try to put myself in that person's shoes and seeing as how it's extremely it's difficult for me to see myself doing that. I, I would just I would just have to wonder what what is dri- what is the driving force behind this person doing this? And it and again, as the intentions in their brain may be skewed to to seem as though it's innocuous and very unharmful. I, I if you if you think about it deeply enough, which it shouldn't even have to be that deep, you can clearly rationally see that that's just not a good thing we should be aspiring to do or be. So it's just, it, it definitely, it baffles me that people are just running around here doing these things. It's, it's, it's terrible, but we just, I don't know. We just, we just got to work towards new incentives, right? We just got to work toward new incentives because yeah, the incentive issue is, is definitely an, an issue. Yeah. But, um, Jesus. on the, on to something, you know, a little less serious. Um, mm-hmm. I try my best not to take too much of my content from Twitter, but this is something that I just really had to talk about because I, I, I found it pretty hilarious and it relates to me really well. Okay. So I saw this See tweet. We got. I saw this tweet um, from a girl on Twitter and it says, I'm, I'm going to read the whole thing and I'm going to break it down. It says, hold on, y'all. 
I requested a song and the DJ said, okay. <laughs> this is about to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> then, <laughs> then an hour passed and he didn't play it. Right. I went and asked, what's going on? And he <laughs> mentioned a tip. She put this in parentheses. Never heard this before. I sent $20 on Cash App and I sent three songs. He Ooh. refunded me. Was I supposed to send more money? So, oh we've, wow, we've, we've talked about <laughs> he refunded. He sent the money back. <laughs> <laughs> he um, sent it back. That's so funny because he didn't have to do that. No, no, <laughs> he didn't. He sent it back. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. That's so, so funny. So, I I, I want to break this down because this thing could go. This thing goes a lot of different directions for me. Okay, yeah. So she says. Hold on, y'all. I requested a song, and the DJ said okay. So, as a DJ, um, I never tell people okay. Um, I never do that. I tell them I'll see what I can do. Because mm. if I say okay, then, I mean, you're kind of holding me to my word there. Um, yeah. I've said okay, which leads you to you believe. Have, you have implied that you're going to do it at some point. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never tell people, okay, I say, I'll see what I can do. That's the answer you're going to get from me because I don't want you to be disappointed if that song doesn't get played. Cause I told you, I'm going to see what I can do. Yes. Um, so yeah, it just doesn't give anyone any leeway to be upset at me, even though they probably and call, will and call and call you a liar. Yes. <laughs> even though they probably will be upset at me anyways. Right. Uh, so she says then an hour passed and he didn't play it. Well, okay, but how long is the party? Like, you know, do, do we still have more time? Yes. Um, you know, because just because I didn't play it in the time frame that you were maybe expecting, yes, doesn't mean that it won't get played. Yes. Uh, you know, that's something that you just gotta you gotta live with that. So she says, I went and asked, what's going on? First of all. You come up to me and ask me what's going on. You definitely, <laughs> you definitely not getting your shit played. Don't don't come up to me and say what's going on. If come, I was a DJ, if I was a DJ and someone came up to me and asked what's going on, I'm immediately putting on what's going on by Marvin Gaye <laughs> <laughs> as a troll back. I'm, that's that's a good one. I like that. One thousand percent doing that. That's funny as shit. Um, so it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I just wonder, like, is this, is this your first party? Is this the first, are you, did you just turn 18? It's your first time going out. <laughs> um, because what people don't understand is as a DJ, I am playing music for everyone. I am catering yes. to the crowd. I'm not catering to you. This isn't about you. Um, and the thing is, is now I don't know about all DJs, but you know, I do a pretty good job. Um, so there's no way that you're going to sit up here and tell me that you're not having a good time because the song that you requested has not been played yet or did not get played that night. I have to play music for everyone. Your request is what it is. It is a request. I do not have to honor it. 
Yes, yes, yes. I don't have to honor it. And for you thinking that I do is very audacious. <laughs> you know what's really, really funny is as you say these words, <laughs> I just have to draw the parallel between our votes, which are requests to the Electoral College. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's funny. That's funny. How, how audacious of it is us to, of us to think that just because the popular vote came through yeah. and we as a state wanted a certain president, that they're going to give us a certain president. No, we're only giving requests or suggestions. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Please continue with your story. <laughs> um, so she goes up and says, what's going on? And like I said, you come up to me and say that, you're definitely not getting your shit played. You're going to come up to me with a little <laughs> more respect. Okay? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so, apparently, so he mentions a tip. And she puts in parentheses, never heard this before. Okay. And I asked for a tip. <laughs> how, ba- how bad do you want to hear this shit? How bad do you want to hear it? Tell, please tell me how bad you want to hear it. <laughs> you haven't heard this before. Yeah. Right, well, you know, they say there's a first time for everything. So. Pretty much. Pretty much. Here's your first. <laughs> um, so she says, I sent $20 on Cash App. So at this point, you slide me a 20, I'm going to play at least one song. <laughs> I'm, and, and it doesn't mean I'm going to play it next, though. It doesn't mean I'm going to play it next. Because if you slide me a 20, I'm not going to say I'm going to see what I can do. I said I'm going to fit it in as soon as I can. That's what I'm going right. to say. Right, right, right. Now you've, now you've slid over a little bit further on, this, on the scale, that, <laughs> you're on the side of the scale that they would like for you to be on. Absolutely. <laughs> which, which is clearly just their personal DJ for the night. <laughs> Yeah. Basically. So you so you slid a little bit closer on that side, just a few notches. Uh yeah, and you're accommodating a little bit more. But also, just for the people listening, this is your own I mean, you have the DJ Creed in itself, but this is your own personal uh rules. Yes. This in, in, will... in DJing goes your own personal feelings when it comes to accepting cash offers. And, you know, putting out the song when you feel like it should be put out now. But yes. that's not to say that if any DJ is given $20 and for three songs that they're now going to fit it in as soon as possible. Right. Yes. Understood. So the most hilarious part about this is the fact that she sent this money and this nigga refunded it. That's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think that's so that funny. It's funny as hell. That's super funny. So a friend of mine commented or, or retweeted this post with a comment and said he probably said that hoping that you would just leave him alone and you didn't. <laughs> right. And that's absolutely what I think it is, because he probably said something about a tip, hoping that you would be like, oh, it's not that serious and just get the fuck right. out of his face. Right. But no, you sent the money. So he sent it back. Clearly, he doesn't want you speaking to him ever. Yeah. No, that's 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 really funny. I really did not until clearly I was I mean, I've been hanging out with you for quite some time, but not until you started talking about it and exposing your dislike for people coming and making requests, especially in certain ways that they do it. I didn't really know that that was a a peeve of the DJ. 
But well, you know, I would I would have to assume that every with every vol um every vocation comes its peeves about it. So I would so that does make sense that that's one of them. The thing even is, though is it, even though it's a funny one to have because again, you are working for the people there. But I guess you more you you see it as I'm working, working for, for the you're working for the establishment. Yeah, I'm working for the because people that they're the me. ones that's paying you. But you're indirectly working for the people because without the people, there's no establishment to pay you. Right. So so I so I, I see the conundrum there, which is really interesting. But it's so funny that this dude is just like, I don't need your twenty dollars. Like, trust me, I'm good. Like, I don't need your twenty dollars. I just need I just, you to stop I'm just talking to me. I just need you to stop talking to me. Like you, if you stop talking to me, I, I, I might, I might be more incentivized to play these songs. <laughs> I just want you away from me at this point. I don't want anyone to come up here and tell me anything. For all you know, these songs could have been on the play. They could have been on the set list. And see, see, so, see, see, see. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because one, it's not like she's the only one that's going to make a request that night. You're going to get right. about ten people. They're going to do this. And yes, it's going to get the fuck annoying. Yeah. But on top because, of that. Because I'm sure you already had your own sort of set listing, a way that you wanted to do it, a vision. Um, and then you well, have and then you have 10, 15 people coming. So now if you are to concede, then you have to try to fit their vision into your vision and see exactly how you're going to blend the tracks together and work with it. And the, it, I guess it gets a lot the more people you take on. The, the thing, more requests you take on, the harder it gets. The thing is, is when I'm like, when I'm DJing at like a bar or a club or a lounge, I don't ever have a, a set list. I play to the crowd. I play to what, you know, I play to to the people that I'm seeing. Uh, I play to what I see them like. Um, and as you, if you if you become a so resident. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. On, on, wait, wait, let's stop there for a second. Okay. When you say you play to the crowd, does that mean that you're looking at the crowd and assuming because of the the, the makeup of the crowd, ethnicity, style, things of such sort that they're going to like a certain type or you or you, you start there with with like this uh, superficial analysis. And then when you start playing the music, you slowly start to figure out what it is they like, what they're what they're vibing with, what they're not. And then you slowly start to build on that. Yes. So it starts. It starts very superficially. Yes. It's it's the latter. Um, okay. I I go in and I kind of I, I see what the crowd is like. Um, if this is if this is kind of a you know kind of a hood spot you know most you know ninety five percent young uh, African Americans I'm gonna mm. play a lot more trap and shit like mm. that than I would if I go to. Um, like I used, to, I used to DJ at a spot out in uh out in Reston. Wasn't didn't you and uh? Did, did you, I I definitely went there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and uh, <laughs> that place was hilarious. You and Duty, uh, you and Duty came out there yeah. with some other girl, and like uh -huh. a place like that, I'm playing much different music. I'm playing a lot more top forty. Um, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm playing a lot more, uh, you know, Sean Mendez and uh, Camila Cabello. You know what I'm and, saying? And some and some Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, like versus. Yeah. Me going to, you know, so, like, let's say I'm DJing somewhere in D.C. on U Street. You're going to hear yeah. a lot more future, a lot more little right. baby. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So, like, that's what I say when I say that I'm scoping out the crowd to mm -hmm. see what it is I'm going to be playing that night. And if okay. you have the opportunity to become a resident DJ at said place, 
that gets a lot easier as you go along because you know right, what to sure. expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause um, yeah, you're slowly building a relationship between the people. That you start to see regulars. You know exactly. what they want to hear. You have the same people week after week coming and telling you what they want to hear. So exactly. you're actually you're getting real feedback, real data you can work with. Yeah. And so, like, you know, let's say somebody comes up to me and they want to hear that that new little baby. Well, if you're if you're a good DJ, chances are you probably already have that, and you were probably already gonna probably already going to play it. Um, yeah. So it's like, in that situation, I'll tell someone, you know, like, I got that on the roster. You know, I, I'm going to play it. But mm-hmm. what kills me is when they come back in 30 minutes and be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, I said I was going to play it. <laughs> I told you I was going to play it. Are you sitting out there in the crowd just waiting for the next song every single time? Like, just waiting for that song to be played? 1,000% they are, Keon. 1,000%. But it's not not how it works. Just because you ask me. No, I know it's not. But I think that people have, you know, again, they're not managing their expectations realistically. First and foremost. Because they're not thinking about the hardship of the DJ or what it is you have going on on the other side. They're just thinking, listen, I made a request. Like, play, play the song. Like, what? What does it take for you to play the song other than to go find it in, in your Serato and press play? Like, do it. So well, for them, it's just it's just that simple. This this isn't this isn't your party. This is my party. I'm yeah. going to play it when I want to. Yes. Yeah. Clearly, it, it is. <laughs> clearly, it is your prerogative. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> you, you, you like so. You're so combative with these people. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, like, you've, you, seen, like, you've seen it in person, Earl. You've seen it no, in I person. Have. I have. Like, I know. I'm I, not, I, I'm not again, I, I had left beforehand, but there was a time where it seemed like some people were going to try to beat you up like, <laughs> <laughs> because you weren't playing because you weren't playing the songs that they wanted you to play. Like, come oh on, my man. Gosh. That's so crazy, and, man. Like, <laughs> and for anyone listening right now, um. DJs don't like requests. Um, I don't know how many times I have to say that, but DJs do not like requests. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that you know? is that 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 is something. It, yeah, I mean, I also think that again with them not managing their expectations realistically and completely being inconsiderate to who you are as a person and what you may possibly have going on, they're not yeah. thinking about any of that. They go back to their friends and say, "I told them to play it, so it should be coming up yep. next." Exactly. It's going like, to be the next song he plays. So so now they've built this in, uh, expectation inside of five or six others, and they're waiting for a certain feeling. They're waiting for a feeling that comes along with a certain song, uh-huh. and they're they're all ready for it. Yep. They're all juiced up, and they're like, oh, once this comes on, like we're going to get crazy, or we're going to do this and that. Like they're, they're just waiting on it. Like this, this song coming on with this group of people, could have been the entire notion that set forth the outing in the first place. <laughs> that they came to a place so that they could tell someone to play a song? The, it could have been more so subconscious. Like, man, we're going to go out and we're going to have a great time. But when this song comes on, we finna get wild. That could have been it. Like my jam. Like when my when me and my people's jam comes on, we fitting to turn up in here. 
So they could just be waiting on this moment that is that is supposed to be. And again, in their narrative, the climax of the night. <laughs> Dog, I can't tell you how excited I get when I go to DJ somewhere and I know that I'm not accessible to the crowd. <laughs> it's such a great feeling. Uh, I, um, I used you just to, want um, to be like the Wizard of Oz behind like this curtain somewhere, and, and people don't know where where the strings are being pulled pretty, from. Pretty much, I used to um, <laughs> I used to de- you know before the pandemic, I used to DJ at this spot called Town Tavern in Adams Morgan, um, mm. a couple of times a month, and the way their the way their DJ is set up is like you ha- it's it's two levels, so you go upstairs, and then like the DJ, there's like this little. Um, there's this little area like over top of the bar where you got to like kind of climb up some steps to go to. And I'm completely away from everyone. They can mm-hmm. like, they can see me up there, but they can't like they, you can't talk over the music to try to make a right. request. Right. I used right, to right, love right, right. that shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so, I love seeing uh completely, um, seemingly opposed ideas or characteristics come into play. Like I, I think before I've called you a bashful DJ. <laughs> so I just I just I just find it so so intriguing that you just want to be far away as far away and as inaccessible to people as possible. But you want to give people this beautiful experience. But I can give time. them like, that though without them talking to me. I can give them that. <laughs> No, like, I, listen, I, the, I I get it. I get only, it. I see where you're coming people, from. The only people that I want to, to be talking to me are like people that I fuck with, like my friends. Like if one of my yeah, friends yeah, is yeah. in the spot, then yeah, of course. Like you can be next to me. We can we can rap. You know what I'm saying? We can talk. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Shit. Eat. Nigga, if you make a request, I might play it right now because right. you're my friend. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, like, like I want <laughs> the bartenders to be able to talk to me when I, you know, when I, when I, when I, when, I, when I'm trying to get a drink. You know what I'm saying? When I'm when I'm trying to get four shots for me and my niggas, like I want the bartenders to be accessible. Yeah. I don't want all these patrons coming up <laughs> to me, you know, asking for me to play a song and then coming back and saying, Hey, what's going on? Like I don't want that. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Why you didn't play that song yet? <laughs> oh man. I told I told you hilarious. I asked you to play this like thirty minutes ago. What's up? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. Yeah, you don't want to have those sorts of conversations. No, I know. Listen, like I said, no. like I said, I get it. I get it. And people are just going to have to chalk it up to the game when they have to hug those L's tightly. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to hug an L tightly and walk off. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's, it's, you just got to chalk it up to the game. I get it. Yeah. That's, fuck, that's fucking hilarious. Um, what Now that you're, you, you've talked about this, because you don't talk about DJing so much, and clearly a lot of it we've spoken about is because of COVID and you haven't been able to go and DJ things like that like you used to. Yeah, but I don't know if we've really so much talked about inspiration so much on this podcast. I know I may have alluded to it a little bit when speaking about the laziness of people and people not necessarily wanting to be great when I brought up going to the Smithsonian Art Museum. But where where would you say if you do or, you know, derive inspiration from for things in life? Period. Not even just for DJing, but where where do you find motivation and inspiration to succeed, to elevate, to precipitate your success and in your drive? 
Um, what, like what sorts of things get you going? What sorts of things hit your soul and you're like, oh man, like that spoke to me. I gotta, I gotta be better. I gotta get out here. I gotta. What is it? I think it's really, aside aside from light up with Jay Z and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the people that are around me, um, mm. and that may include, uh, you know, anywhere from my fiance to my son. Um, I want to seem like you know I have some kinds of. I have some kind of drive uh, to them. Yeah. I don't want them to see me as just some nigga that exists that is just going in, <laughs> clocking a fucking nine to five and coming home every day. Like, I want I want them to see you know something outside of that. I want them to like one of um one of the things that Antoinette said to me when we first started dating was she told me that I was really interesting. Um, mm. because I, I'm out here in this world of music and DJing and artistry. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, like before me, Antoinette wasn't coming out to these functions. Like she, yeah. like, you know, a part of her really appreciated seeing me do stuff like that, like that in action. Um, you know, DJ, DJing these hip hop shows. She got to see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. You know what I'm mm. saying? Being up on stage with me. Um, watching these people perform like she you know obviously she's been to concerts but she's never been real in the nitty gritty like that right so for me to be able to do these things and for for Ja'Cory to see me practicing at home and you know he's asking like you know what does that button do like what is this like you know this yeah. is tight you know what I'm saying like like when I when I'm at home and I just pull out the sticks and you know what I'm saying? I'm just DJing for the hell of it. Like he always like sits there right next to me. He wants to like do it with me. Um, stuff like that. Like that shit motivates me. Like to see that the people that I love and care for are are enjoy, enjoying this almost, almost as much as I do. Even though they're not the ones that are actually DJing, they're enjoying right. this almost as much as I do. Mm. Um but like I said, to go on as far as like and you and you, uh, and you probably feel that way that they're that they can even only have that level of enjoyment because they see the level of enjoyment and in, in, in just love that it brings you. Right. Uh-huh. Right. But yeah, because if, if you if you were just doing it, it's one thing to just be good at something and you can do it. But it's a completely different thing to to have a passion for something. And when you do it, your eyes light up. Yeah. And you, yeah, and you become like the higher version of yourself that Dumb. just wants to know. Yeah, you just become so integrated in it. I've I've told you so many times. There's no other feeling like being behind that booth and being yeah. the absolute life of the party. Yes, yes, it's, it's it, yes. Without without you, nothing proceeds. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, it's it's an incredible feeling. I love DJing. I I I occasionally I do DJ for free. Because I like it, I like it. A oh lot. yeah, no, it's dope. yeah, you de- yeah. When you're d- out there doing it for free, when you could be doing it for money, that's when you know. Like. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. If I got two things, if I got if I got an option, I'm gonna do the one that pays. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> don't get it, don't get it twisted. <laughs> but uh, I will step out there and do some gigs for free because I fuck with DJing. I like it. Yes. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, um but I even think, go ahead. Even outside of DJing. I think a lot of I think it, the people you surround yourself with have a lot to do with how motivated you can be because you, if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that just are like just out here in limbo, chances are you're gonna kind of feed off that and you're gonna kind of be out here 
in limbo. But if you mm-hmm. surround yourself with people that are motivated and they're out here, they're trying to get this money. They're trying to advance in life. They're trying to network. They're trying to become someone. They're trying to become a higher level of themselves. Mm-hmm. Chances are you're going to feed off of that and you are going to want to be the best that you can be. So let's just, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, okay. I am obviously with my fiance. I can't, I, there's countless times that she's motivated me um, to be better, um, to to learn more, to get back into school, um, mm-hmm. to, to, to stand up for what I believe in and stand up for myself more. Mm-hmm. Like I get a lot of that from her. Um, right. I surround myself with friends like you, friends like um, Duty, friends like RJ. We all have pretty good mindsets. Um, Ryan Richards, I Ryan, see you. Yeah, Ryan Richards. Like, hey, I'm know, gonna pull up and get a plate too, Ryan. Don't no be, bullshit. Hey. No bullshit. Um, shout <laughs> out to uh, Virgin Vegan, my boy Ryan Richards, based out of Manassas. He's got an up and coming um, vegan food company. He's serving vegan plates um, out in Manassas. He usually does it um, a couple times a week out in Manassas around seven o'clock. Follow. Thank you. Virgin vegan on Instagram to stay updated with that. If you want to change your eating habits, or if you simply want to try something new, Um, by the way, Ryan, I love the name Virgin vegan. I think that shit is very cool. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, sometimes niggas can't come up with a good name, but that's that's a solid name, Virgin Vegan. Like it, if hey. it's, it's cool. But um, yeah, man, just the the people you surround yourself with. You, I, I love to see all my niggas doing well for themselves. I love to see them stepping out here and trying to create something. I love when my you know my people can be creative and just you know take that step to to just to do their own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. You, you long winded on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some water. You've you been going. I'm glad. I'm glad you got this this zeal about you, my, sir. My throat a little raspy. Need some water. <laughs> Whoa, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> I asked you about that because I think to to experience something in whichever way you you know you take it in um, through your senses is. And, and what that does to you and what that does to your fervor is very interesting. And I've been thinking about inspiration a whole lot recently because I think that it's it has to be something that is missing from a lot of people's lives. And the only reason I say that is because I, 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 I go out into the world and I see this light, this beacon being devoid from people's eyes or the way that they speak. It just seems like, oh, it's just, like I said, it's just another day. I'm just here. I don't know, another day, another dollar, maybe, hopefully, I don't know. Like I'm, you know, it's all those those terms or those phrases, keeping my head above water, you know, one step at a time, just, you know, whatever. I'm just here. Yeah. And it's, um, I just, I'm constantly inspired by things around me in nature, and in and then not, um, I start thinking about people that do amazing things. And before I get into that, I should say that you and Antoinette—that is a very healthy relationship in that regard. That 
not only are you all inspired by each other, but that you express that you're inspired by one another. Because I remember you told me one time you said to her something like, you've just been in school for 38 years now. And <laughs> like, that's just a whole different sort of dedication. And the way that you do it inspires me like that. That is a different sort of perseverance that you don't normally get out of people. And she said you said that she looked back at you and was like, that's what I think when I look at you, Keon, the way that you just say you're going to do something creative. And you just take a step and start doing it, whether it be the DJing or it be the podcast. You just go out and you try it and you get better at it and you just let it be what it is. And I think that that's just something very, very important to have in any relationship is the admiration of the other. Right. I I feel like that just it, it can't it cannot be accentuated enough just how important it is in any relationship for the other person to be propping the other one up at all points in time. Yeah. That that belief in someone is paramount to to their success in that drive. Someone believing in you is is a certain there's a certain value in that. It can't clearly be quantified, but it is there and it is potent. And I think that people that are driving to do something important and have some meaning in their life will tell you anytime anyone has ever believed in them and expressed that it's meant the world to them. So that's that's one thing I'll say. So congratulations to you all for having that because we've clearly known of relationships where it's been not only not that, but quite the opposite. Right. <laughs> where the person not only does not believe in them, but they're trying to tear them down and tell them that they'll never be shit, especially right. not without, especially without that person. Right. You'll never be anything without me. The world will never accept you. You'll never, you, you, me, me, me. What are you going to do without me? You know, to try to keep that, to keep that person broken and that they have to use you as a crutch forever, which is just nasty. But, that alone set that to the side. I believe I was having a conversation with Duty the other day about just great people doing great things. We were talking about focus. I brought together in the conversation Stephen A. Smith, and I think I spoke to you about him too, and just the way that his charisma yeah. and how fo- and how focused he is when he analyzes sports. And you then know, goes on first take and talks about him. Stephen A. Smith started out doing radio broadcasts for free, nigga, free. Hey, but he's he, but if you listen to him, he everything he says is so succinct. There's not a word lost. It's everything makes sense. He's so well prepared, so well spoken. It is such a beautiful craft. It's such a beautiful art in the way that he's been able to sharpen. All of his tools is it's it's really something to admire. And then we brought in Steph Curry and the fact that he can come down the court and jump and release the ball. And he, he just he can know that it's going in. He can turn around and start walking away while the ball is in the air <laughs> because he has done it so many times where he comes, dribbles that ball and he jumps up for the jump shot. The way that his legs sprung off the ground, the way his body 
is squared off with the hoop, his elbows tucked in, the way that the ball comes off the tip of the fingers, the rotation this of the ball. The he's fundamentals. Well, I, don't do that to me. <laughs> we talk about other sports, but you know I played basketball. Don't do that. Like I, like I know. So, but he knows all these things. It's just it's become like the deepest calculable in like in intuition to where when once that ball leaves, he's looking at. He knows like, yep, that was the feeling. That was the feeling that I needed. That ball is going in. Yeah. I can turn around and dance now and go get ready for defense. <laughs> like that, like that, that ball is going in. And then there was a a Russell Wilson pass the other day where this motherfucker threw the ball like 40 some odd yards and the, and the receiver was, it seemed ostensibly he seemed to be covered, completely covered. The dude was hip to hip with him. From 40 so yards out, the ball came in the only space. It was like right on the right side of the receiver, right in front of him. The only space where the, ball could, where, the only, where the ball could have dropped. It was the only possibility in all the places and all the field that the ball could have dropped where, the, where the, it would have been com- a complete pass. And for you to be able to have that vision... From that far away and, and materialize it into the physical realm, because that's really all this is. That's really all these great people are doing is having a vision, being able to see something that the rest of us can't see. We're blind to it. Effectively, we're, we're essentially we're blind to it. Mm-hmm. When you see the best parkour, was it was it parkour, parkour, yeah, parkour. runner? And, and, and skateboarder, when they see signs and in benches, in cars, in steps, in houses, and just things, when they see shapes, they see a different world than we do. They they just they're just looking at geometrical shapes differently than us. We walk outside, we see a park bench. We see yeah, a sign. Yeah. They they see a playground in it. Like so it's 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 one having the vision. Being able to just see the world differently, honestly, just they're looking at it in, through a completely different lens and then being able to materialize something out of it, do something that someone could have never done because they couldn't even have seen it like that at first. Same thing when it comes over the art and, and putting something that came from your mind onto a canvas. And it's just like only you could have done that. You saw that vision, that vision came to you, and then you had the skill set to put it down on a canvas. There's this um this show Chopped. I don't know. Have you seen that show? I feel like you of like course. cooking shows. Absolutely. Okay. So where I guess people get a basket of again, what seems to be random items uh-huh. that are completely un in unrelatable. Yeah. And they look at a basket, look at all of these these unrelated items, and they have a vision. They see it in their mind. From that moment, they have to go and cook something amazing and plate it amazingly. 
to be judged. I think they only have like 30 minutes, maybe an hour to do it. That's yes. That's what I've been told. 30 minutes. So by just the moment you get it, you have 30 minutes. So you have to look at it. You have to conceptualize the items you have, the taste, the textures, what it is you're going to do. And then within that amount of time, you still have to go prepare it, cook it and plate it. That is a vision. That is something that just we're looking at the basket and that. But that's the beauty of the show is the viewers are looking at the baskets and be like, what, what the fuck are you about to do there? Because I, I don't because I don't know. Niggas, I have a, a chicken breast, some gummy bears and a, and a stalk of celery. <laughs> And they come out with something that you you couldn't wait to to order at a restaurant if right. it was there. You like how you just don't know the mind of an alchemist, a true alchemist, <laughs> and they're just just making magic. And so when we talk about someone believing in you, and then we talk about these these ways of conceptualizing the world around us and having a certain vision, a unique vision that other people just can't have. It brings me to the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. I was told the other day by a close friend, and this is why I brought in chop specifically that while having a little bonding session with their father, they were watching Chop together. They were just completely flabbergasted at the artistry that these culinary artists had. And they were talking about it. And then my friend said, you know what? Now that I think about it, this is what I feel like Earl does. I, 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 I listen to him speak sometimes about things and he just grabs ideas from all these different sorts of aspects of life. And by the time he's done talking about certain stuff, I'm wondering how the fuck we got there. It's like this person had their own little basket of unrelated items and he had a little bit of time to think about it and went and chefed up and plated something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when I was told that, I mean, clearly, like, my fucking head exploded. I never had anyone expressed, I mean, the, the things that I do in that sense. But, I, I mean, I was, I was taken aback. I was clearly extremely appreciative of it. I had never looked at it. through that scope necessarily but I thought that it was really fucking cool that they saw it that way and they were able to draw you know draw the parallel between them yeah and then my mind went a step further and I thought about the things that hold us back from achieving that greatness not externally internally I'm talking about our minds putting a cap on the things that we can go do. And you know when that Michael Jordan doc came out? Yeah. What were there, like eight episodes or something uh, like that? I believe so, like six or eight, something like that. There were so many. You watched all of them, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. Uh, that's okay, because you didn't even need to. You only needed to watch. Like, for, like here's the thing. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was one. It was it was a great documentary. Clearly, especially if you like Michael Jordan, then it was an amazing documentary. I had never watched anything like that before. I told you I didn't even want to watch it. I was on the couch doing like some Spanish on Duolingo, and RJ was leaving the house. And as 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 the asshole that he is, he turned to ESPN, dropped the remote on the whole other end of the living room. And he was like, yeah, it wouldn't hurt for you to learn a little bit about Mike and walked out there (laughs) (laughs) and then walked out because he was going to watch it somewhere else, which I thought was hilarious. One, two, as soon as he walked out, I was thinking, "Okay, well, let me set this laptop to the side, go get this remote and turn this off because I don't want to watch this. And then it started. (laughs) And I was just looking at the screen like, this is not just arguably the best person to ever play this game, but arguably the best person to have done something. (laughs) And that idea blew my mind to be one of the best people to ever do anything. I don't, and then I thought, I don't give a damn if this is Michael Jordan or not. He could have turned on a documentary about the best person to do anything, and I would have watched this. Right. Because that because to to exalt yourself to a status where you are quite ahead of the rest of the pack of the the thousands upon maybe millions really of people that have ever done this thing, billions, for you to just to be at the top of the hierarchy irrefutably that is that is absolutely insane mm-hmm. and where i'm really trying to hit home is it was one of his games in college north carolina and i think this was when he was getting decent playing time he was a decent player and he made a game-winning shot. And he said, there were so many interesting things about this document documentary, but this is what arrested my attention the most. He said, when I made that shot in that game, th- that is what gave me the confidence to excel at the game of basketball. In when he said that, my mind blew. I think I stopped listening to everything else that was going on. That sentence alone, we we have to, let, let's break that sentence apart. That shot, that one moment, that one thing that I did gave me the confidence, not the, not the talent, the talent, whatever talent I had was there, not the skill set. The skill set still takes time to learn and sharpen, accumulate hone in on it gave me the confidence to excel at the game of basketball meaning the things were there i could have learned the skill set the talent was already there it's just it's god given it's there but i needed the confidence to to unlock or unleash the belief that i could even that i could be great at this thing mm-hmm. and then once that was unlocked it would that was it. That's all she wrote. It, it was a rap from now. I never, I never looked back. And that 
idea to me is that is revelatory. That is a beautiful, eye-opening revelation to think for, for a lot of the greats out there, all I needed truly was the belief that I could be great at that thing. Mm-hmm. Then everything else just comes along. The talent, the talent arises through the immense amount of work that I'm putting in day in and day out. And the skills come along with that day in, day out mentality. The belief is what I needed. That was the missing puzzle piece. Once that belief was there, I I was out the gate. And I just wonder how much we cap our abilities thinking that we can't be great. We can't do things because of maybe people never really believing in us which led to us not believing in ourselves and, you know, just being detached from the thing that it is we're, we're even doing at the moment. Sort of like those people are detached from the other human beings, which is why they run up to them with their phones and put their fucking phone in their, in their face and they start recording them. I, I got this, um, this guy, Benjamin Clementine that I've talked to you before about that is, that is a, a pianist. We, it's like alternative classical. It's it's like very interesting music that he makes. And when I watch him, he has a tiny desk concert. I definitely think that people should watch Benjamin Clementine's tiny desk concert. And I've also talked about an artist named Tosh Sultana, which does which who makes beautiful beautiful music. She sort of plays all these different instruments and then loops the instrumentals. And then sings over top of them, and it's amazing. And she's super young, makes amazing music. And she has an album called Flow State. That Flow State is exactly what I'm about to talk about. Not necessarily her album, but the idea of a flow state. The idea of becoming so integrated with whatever it is you're doing, whatever your craft is, that you become, you close the distance between you and that thing so dramatically that you don't know where you end and it began. <laughs> you're you're so integrated. You're so seamlessly interwoven into the very deep tapestry that is the thing that you have now caused the flow state. And that's what I see when I see greatness. When I see Russell Wilson throw that 40 some odd yard pass and I see Steph take that shot, know it's going and turn around, start doing a little dance and walk back for defense. When I see these people, you know, these parkour artists running around playing with the entire world like it's their playground, twisting and contorting their body on signs and running, jumping from rooftop to rooftop and swinging across things and skateboarders the way that they you know, they have exchanges with their skateboard as though it is just in an, another appendage, just like their leg or their arm. And shout it couldn't out to Tony be, Hawk. Shout out to Tony Hawk. Or, or I see these these culinary artists and they just look at this basket of, of fruit and vegetables and proteins and this and that. And they just they just start cooking. They just start whipping it up. There's there's the, the distance between them and it has drastically been diminished 
diminished to the point of just complete cohesion. And that is truly the way I feel. And maybe some people can hear it when I speak, but that truly is the way that I feel when I when I start speaking about ideas that, that I'm interested in is I I there is no me necessarily. I'm not necessarily worried about there's no self-consciousness in it. I am no longer worried about the person giving the message or the speech as I am the speech in itself. And I, you know, I could imagine that maybe that's something that you feel that that's the the amazing feeling that you're having when you're out DJing. I think that may be something of its of its like of its kind is you playing this music and feeling the energy from the crowd and the love from the crowd and the excitement and the joy that they're getting from what you're doing and it flowing back and forth. And I think that you just find yourself lost in this world of ecstasy. And I in that in itself is this flow state that I'm talking about. But Um. again, People need the key component of confidence in belief. Right. And if you can express belief in someone for what it is they're doing, I I say you should do it 10 times out of 10. If you believe in something that someone's doing, I think you, you have to say it. I think you just have to say it because you don't know. You don't know what that can mean to them right. and you don't know what they what that may unlock. Right. That could be the just the thing that they needed, the just the push of confidence that they needed to unlock their capabilities. And I just I just find that to be absolutely invaluable. So my mind's just been blown thinking about these things over um, the past few days. You're, a- you're absolutely right about um, that feeling. And, and even even with like like you say, like skateboarders have this attachment to their board like it's an appendage. Yeah. Um, like when people see me pull out my Pioneer DDJ SB2 controller, uh, they look no. at it. They look at it, and all they see is a bunch of knobs and buttons and, and buttons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like they see me use the device, and they're just like, they're taken aback because they're just that's like, fucking, oh my god, that's what so the fucking hell awesome. What is he doing? That's all awesome. I, all I see him doing is just pressing buttons. And turning knobs and right. you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> right, exactly exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I may have been doing the I think the last time, matter of fact, when I went to that place in Reston that you were talking about, uh-huh. I pulled up and I de- I don't know if you remember, but I definitely got behind the booth with you and I was just looking at the stuff and I was like, So what's this dude? Like I, I was I was Jacory at that moment. I was like I was like, what is this, dude? So, so you, t- so if you put this here and then you do this and like, oh, so that's how you switch it over. Okay, 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 okay. I like it. Yeah. I was getting, I was getting a better understanding of things, but yeah, no, that that is interesting. But again, to you, it's a, it's a lot more seamless. You have a, a firm understanding of not only the technology in itself, but the way that the vision that you have for interacting with the technology. Yeah, because I mean, you can, you can buy a, you can buy a controller. Doesn't mean you're gonna be a good DJ. Because yeah, we, it's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. only half the battle. The other half <laughs> is knowing the crowd and understanding what they want to hear, and that's a yeah. that's a huge mental game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you no. can get booed out the booth. You can get booed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that that goes in everything. You can always just yo yo getting. Oh my god, <laughs> get. Oh my gosh, getting booed. That is um. 
Ooh, that must be humbling. wild. This... <laughs> uh, yeah, humbling. Yeah, for sure. Definitely humbling. Yeah, uh, yeah. you might get kicked off your high horse if you are, in fact, on one. And you didn't think that that could have happened to you. Every once in a while, we need that. <laughs> yeah. Because you you need, again, the confidence if we're going to do the, the opposite side of the coin here. Every now and again, you need to get your ass kicked. <laughs> Every now and again, you need to know that everything that you're going to do is not perfect. And, and that, again, sometimes the wind is at your back. Yeah. And, there, and there are just certain variables in life that we can't calculate that are working in your favor. And that it's not always you creating a masterpiece. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that isn't that is super interesting, but it's definitely it's definitely something that we need It's definitely a firm balance between humility and confidence. But it uh, I, you know, I'm glad that I have people in my life that view me the way they do and tell me the things that they tell me because, you know, never get it twisted. I, you're one of them. There are people that give me, you know, the the small, graceful and gracious compliments that you do about the certain things that I do and the way that I think about things. And then there's also the um, like you could have did better there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you definitely could have did better there. Like I expect you. I expect you of all people to just be maybe a little bit more compassionate towards this person or a little bit more expressive towards this person that you're just leaving out in the, in the dark mm-hmm. over there. You know what I mean? Like I, like people in my life definitely hold me to certain expectations and, and I, that's, that's great. That's great. So it, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for everyone that I have in my life for all of these reasons, but it is just, it is just so, so necessary to try to unlock your your potential. Oh my gosh, I, I just I just can't say it enough. It's so it's so I it's so crazy. Just just watching people just be good at things. <laughs> I, I just don't care what it is you do. I just truly don't. When you're when you just dedicate your existence to something and you're just really really engrossed by it, by it's by its very nature, let alone the technicalities of it and the nuance in it. And then you just and you just rise above and you're just really, really good at it. Uh-huh. Oh, I just I just love it. I, lo- I I just don't care. I can get I can just get so, so interested in no matter what it is someone's doing. I, I would I would like to know what the best plumber is out there doing, <laughs> because because what is it that makes that person so much better than the rest? I, I, I need to know what that person figured out. <laughs> Like, why are they the best plumber? Like, what are they doing? So no matter no matter what it is, it's just it's just absolutely insane that they've they've cracked some code. They've deciphered something that is that is opened up their feel to them in a way that other people just haven't been able to figure out. It's just it's just so crazy to me. So, yeah, that's that's just sort of my spiel on on inspiration. But um yeah, look for it out there. I, I find it, like I said, in everything. I find it in everything, in animals. Matter of fact, before I before I get off of this, last thing I'll say is when the person was telling me about the, the whole chopped basket and all of that and the correlation between that and, and myself, I started thinking about the decorator crab. Or a dresser crab. I don't know the real name to it, but these are, you know, the lay, ter- the lay, the layman's terms for it. 
this is a crab that walks that walks through the you know the the surface or not the surface I'm sorry the um the ground out there in the in the ocean and as they're walking they pick up little bitty items not necessarily like their skin like their their exoskeleton picks up these these items and they stick to them mm-hmm. and as they walk and accrue more and more materials from their environment out there on the seafloor they slowly are encapsulated by all these things and now they're just wearing everything that they've been walking through interesting and they camouflage and it helps them clearly you know prey on <laughs> on their prey right if people don't or, or not, don't or like fit fish prey. Yeah, exactly. And that, exactly. It works both ways. And in that, I think about conversation and how if you listen well enough and you're a good enough conversationalist, you'll pick up small things throughout the conversation and you'll be able to revert back to them. Refer to certain instances in the conversation that now hold value later on and that should be propped up as to give a better structure for everything in the, in the conversation. It gives now better structure to the former idea that was stated before. It gives better structure to the thing. They're all, it's all a, a beautiful cohesion, like a TP. They're all resting on one another. And the more you can do that, the stronger the structure becomes in itself. So when we started this podcast, I had nothing in particular that I wanted to speak of. I had nothing written down at all. And I made sure to not tell you that because I wanted you to go on with whatever it is you had to talk about. But I simply wanted to come and be a decorator crab. I simply wanted to come and allow the conversation to flow freely. And whatever it is that comes up, we take our time with it and we immerse ourselves in it. We give ourselves to it. We can we create a flow state. And if things need be referred to or rehashed or, re, you know, represented, then that's what happens. Right. And so that's why a couple of times I would go back and say, oh, well, you know, you know, you speaking about someone coming to the DJ booth. And being able to expect to have their request put on in the next two, five, six, seven minutes or whatever, that is very audacious of them. And I bring up, well, now that we were speaking about voting and we're speaking about this, let me tell you just how audacious it is for us to think that they're just going to put somebody in the Oval Office just because we vote them to be there. Right. It's 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 that sort of element to conversation that I feel like is, is truly invaluable and it helps build such a very strong and formidable structure. Um, and, and, and these are the sorts of conversations that are, that are free, but structured, loose, and tailored. And you learn so much from them. And I think you gain so much from them and inspiration being one of those things. I think that not only you and I, but I'm certain people that listen to this 
at some point, something in this podcast episode is going to inspire them to at least think about something differently than the way that they did coming into this. And that's really been my whole shtick. And I'm glad that we can create an environment and a platform that that lends a hand to such a such an idea. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah. Here we go, man. That's that's all. That's all I got for you right. there. What what um, uh, what are you? What, what's up? No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Give my last words. Um, yes, yes. Please give your last words for the people. Um, my last words for the day are: first step to greatness is trying. Um, mm. you'll find more will and more determination along the way. Oh. But um, you don't know shit about yourself until you try. Hey. <laughs> so please, hey. if, if you've taken anything from this to uh, from today's podcast, whatever you've been thinking about doing, some new venture that you've been wanting to do that you've been thinking maybe you won't be good enough or maybe you've been thinking about what people will think about you, fuck all that. Go out there <laughs> and try. Hey, that's what's up. I like that. These 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 last words are getting better and better. They are. Uh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. And I've been speaking a whole lot on these last ones, but what I will say, I think the last thing I, I truly do want to want to nail in the coffin is that it doesn't make you lesser of a person to tell someone that you see them in a beautiful light. It 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 doesn't. It it doesn't make you a weaker person to show vulnerability. In fact, in many cases, it's quite the contrary. So. I just couldn't implore you more to go and tell people that you see have a special talent or skill in something. And maybe they're already achieving what they want to. Maybe they're not. And they're holding themselves back. Whatever the case may be, don't be afraid to go and tell somebody that you like them and what it is they're doing or how they're doing it, because you just don't know what that may unlock. And the more unlocking we do of people's capabilities and confidence, that's only that's just going to make the world that much better because now they may be the next person to go out and aspire to do something great and give us something greater than what we have at the moment. And that's really that's that's what we're pushing for. So please get get out there and get out there and, and, and share some love and, and appreciation. That's that's what I got for the people. That's it. All right, man. Thank you for listening, everyone. Peace. Peace.